Hello and welcome to Dr. Quackers and today we're going to be reviewing Star Trek. So I'm not nearly as knowledgeable about Star Trek as I am with Star Wars. I feel as though I need to say this uh, before I get into the review. Mainly it has to do with the fact I am not as knowledgeable say about the original series. I have watched the original Star Trek and The Next Generation. I haven't watched any of the other Star Trek series but I figured I should say this before I get into uh, how I feel about uh, a a soft reboot of the Star Trek franchise, uh, doing being as though this is the Kelvin timeline, not the original, um, otherwise called the Prime timeline. At least it's what they call Spock in this series. I would like to start by saying my biggest problems with this movie. I hate the J.J. Abrams lens flare. I understand J.J. Abrams was inspired by great directors such as George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and it's arguably that Steven Spielberg really popularized the lens flare, but this guy just can't stop using it. No matter what is going on, he has a fucking lens flare. They can just be standing around talking, and you'll just see lens flares blocking everything you're trying to see. Or when Kirk was born, you see his birth. And there's just lens flares covering the whole screen. They don't... They have lens flares when there shouldn't be any place that would cause it. Okay? Lens flares don't just happen. Okay? And I'll tell you the reason why I don't... I usually hate lens flares. And it has to do with the fact that it covers everything on the screen. When there's a lens flare, it covers half the shit you're trying to see. So when it... And this is a movie. Okay? It's not real life. It's not like you're really looking through a camera. I don't necessarily like realism in that sense, that like you're really there. Sometimes I like to see what the fuck is going on when I'm watching a movie, okay? And when you cover half the screen with just blinding light, I don't consider it great cinematography or some sort of masterclass in this art, art style, okay? I don't like it, and you know, there are people out there that do. I, I personally can't fucking stand it. I like to see what's going on. Um, sometimes it can be used in a good way. Like, there are some scenes that would make sense. Like, when they're near a star, alright, that makes sense. Or a sun. I mean, a sun is a star. But, yeah, during those parts, like, when they're in space, you know, okay, that's fine. But when you're just, like, two people talking in a room and then lens flares start shooting all over the screen, it's incredibly jarring and it takes you right out of the film. It also greatly annoys me, as I previously stated. Also... Why is everyone super sweaty? Even if they have, even if they've been sitting around the whole movie, everyone kind of has this weird glossy look. Everyone just looks like they just got done. They just got back from the gym, um, and not like in the jacked way. Like everyone just looks like they just ran. They ran on the treadmill for like 30, 40 minutes. Why? Why is everyone so sweaty? I understand during certain scenes, like when Spock and Kirk are running around fighting aliens, like the Romulans. Okay, sweat. That makes sense. I mean, you can't you can't literally fight in a mini battle for that long without at least getting a little sweaty. That makes sense. But when you're just piloting a ship, or you know, you're doing the telecommunications like Ahura, why are you sweaty? There's no reason for you to be sweaty. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. I just don't. That's more character design. I don't know why they did that. Um, or it could be the way that they're sh they've shot the film is that it just gives them that glossy look. I don't really know. Like I said pre in, a, in some other reviews, I'm not super knowledgeable on how they do uh, cinematography. I just, I sometimes like to talk about things that I know 
would <laughs> would somewhat bother me, even if it bother anyone, even if they don't know anything about film. I know a little bit about it, but not enough to heavily critique it, is what I really mean. I find the my last problem with this movie is the villain. He just feels hollow. Nero. It's he's a Romulan from the future with a mining ship, which is confusing. I find all of his scenes rather boring and empty. He just doesn't really bring anything to the table for me. And it's not anything against the actor. It's really, I mean, I don't think it's a great performance either. I mean, depending on how J.J. wanted him to look and how, how they he was written, if he was just written to be an angry alien that just kind of yells all the time, okay, then he did a good job with what he was told to do. But he's just not very interesting. And anytime he's on screen, I'm like, can we go back to the other characters? And it's not just because, I mean, it's, it's not because the characters are like Kirk and Spock. I mean, it does help that your characters are well-established, loved characters in sci-fi. But this guy's just boring. And you can have a villain in this where you like to watch him just as much as your protagonist, Khan. I love the original Wrath of Khan. I love all the scenes, and he's just as entertaining as your protagonist. To me, I think your villain, sh if you have a poor villain... It kind of really affects the film in terms of the dynamic, at least in my opinion. I need to feel as though there's some sort of connection between the villain and the hero. Because that's why characters like Batman and Spider-Man are so popular, is because of how terrific the rogues gallery is. Same with the Flash. Flash is an underrated character, and he has an underrated rogues gallery. He has some really good ones. Professor Zoom is badass. He's one of my favorite comic book villains. Um, I find all... Yeah. It's... <sighs> Compared to its protagonists, it's just super boring and lame. I also don't know how miners have a warship for a mining ship. Like, I understand he's from the future, but for what reason does miners need weaponry that would outfit a fleet? Okay, it's a, it's a mining ship, but it's the size of a warship and it's got insane weaponry. Okay, just make him like a general or something. Why'd you make him a miner? It makes no sense. I don't know. If, I don't know if they made him a miner to be like, well, it's not like he's he's a, a, a warship from the future, but you could still have that be a warship. You have we don't know what the future looks like. We're watching the past, or we're watching the present of of what they went back to. So you can really make it whatever you want from the future. Because we, we're not even looking at that, so they could have just made it a war, a war, a war guy, and that would have made more sense for the ship to be super badass. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if they needed to make the miner because they have like a laser drill, but you could just have a laser drill on a ship. You don't need it to be this thing. You could have made it a warship that was able to be outfitted with the red matter. It didn't matter. I don't know. It's just hard for it. And the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of scenes. I understand that Romulans are tougher than humans, at least to my knowledge they are. They're more similar to, like, Vulcans. Um, there are scenes where, like, Sulu, who's, like, a badass swordsman and everything, and miners are just able to keep up with trained fighters. Hey, why? Why do miners know how to fight like a military? This is a trained military. You're t I understand they're tougher, like, but it's not, like... It's not like a Kryptonian versus a human. It's just like... I, I, yeah, I don't know. I understand that like Spock can kick the shit out of Kirk. But I mean... it's a, But he's also trained. These Romulans are miners. For what reason are they able to t 
take on one of the one of the, one of the most prestigious ships in Starfleet, the Enterprise, because it was originally on a Pike in the, in the beginning of this film, and then goes to Spock and Kirk. So, why does everyone suck on this ship? Why can't no one fight them? They're just miners. So that's my main problem. It doesn't like ruin the film. I will say, it, the action is entertaining, especially during the climax. Um, I like Spock and Kirk running around the ship, and I do I do really like the futuristic ship that Spock is in. It's really cool. Um, and, of course, the fight scene on the drill with, between, with Sulu and Kirk versus the Romulans was pretty fun and entertaining to watch. But the villains are just kind of lame to me. In comparison, I have I, comparison to other Star Trek villains I've seen, it's just not my favorite. Now, the strongest part of this film is the cast. Chris Pine, Carl, Carl Urban, Zachary Quinto, Zo, Zoe Sandala, Sanda, Saldana... Sorry about that. Uh, Gamora, if you don't know who I'm talking about from Guardians of the Galaxy. Simon Pegg, uh, John Cho, and Leonard Nimoy. It might be controversial opinion, but I actually prefer the Kirk and Bones relationship in this film. And I prefer the versions as well. However, I do still prefer the original Spock over the new, over the new Spock. But I will say, uh, Chris Pine is an, actually, is an actual good actor. Uh, nothing against William Shatner. But his overacting really gets me. and it, it, I don't think the star, original series has acting has, a, has aged as well. I understand back then. I mean, it just kind of fit. And I do actually enjoy the original series. But it's I mainly go back for like Sulu and Spock or Ahura. Those are the main people I go back for. Or even Scotty sometimes. But those are the main people I go back to watch the original series for. Kirk, it, that's why I prefer Picard in The Next Generation. Patrick Stewart is way, 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 way better actor than Shatner, and that's why main reason why I prefer Pine. Plus, Pine has I think he fits that um, the attitude and the personality better. Uh, it just Chris Pine is just a far better actor than him in my opinion. Also, Carl Urban, I love Carl Urban. I love him in The Boys, uh, Dread. Yeah, I just uh, Lord of the Rings. He's just a great actor, and he's just he's always a, a fantastic supporting a supporting character and even main character. But he really shines with Chris Pine. I love their dynamic. It's really entertaining. Um, and definitely uh, my favorite part of the film is their conversations and their banter. Um, Zachary Quinto, he does a pretty good Spock. I don't mind him. I still prefer Leonard Nimoy. And I think I would like him more if they didn't have Leonard Nimoy in this film. So that's a, a, kind of a crutch in this movie. I do enjoy that Leonard Nimoy came back for Spock. It's, it is interesting to have... Uh, future Spock uh, from a different timeline go to the past where the timeline has been changed because of him and Nero going back in time. I think it is an interesting dynamic, but Leonard Nimoy is Spock. It's it's hard. It's really hard to separate the actor from the character. So when you're trying to reboot it, sometimes you just kind of don't want the legendary actor that played that made the character famous be in the same movie as the, the actor that's never played in before, trying to earn the respect of its audience as the character. Um, although I do enjoy their scenes together, and Leonard Nimoy, of course, great actor, uh, rest in peace. But yeah, um, I love uh, Zoe Saldana as Ohura. Um, she's uh, great. I still kind of prefer the kit, but that's fine. I think she's great, just on the same level, I would say. Uh, Simon Pegg, great Scotty. I prefer, I, it's another character I actually prefer over the original. I like him. Love Simon Pegg and pretty much in anything he does. I uh, love Shaun of the Dead. 
Um, yeah, I love I love all those films. I love uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I, I like I like I just really like that. <laughs> also like him in the boys as well. Uh, John Cho really like him as Sulu. Um, I'd say that he's about on the same as George Takai. I really like I do really like George Takai, but the action from Sulu in this movie is way cooler. So I think that's why he gets a little bit of a buff for me um, in terms of like how much I like it over the original. But overall, it's a fun film. I don't think it's incredibly deep. I mean, most well, most of these movies aren't that deep. Uh, I think Star Trek has a pretty well-known, poor track record when it comes to its films. Its series, otherwise, is pretty good, um, at least in terms of track record for those. But the movies are normally hit or miss. Like, the first Star Trek film sucks, the second one's good. Um, the third Star Trek movie sucks, the fourth one's okay. So yeah, it kind of goes on and off, uh, at least for me anyway. But yeah, it's it's entertaining to watch. Um, I think the special effects look really cool. Um, I love all the fight scenes. And I kind of want to bring this up because it's kind of weird. And I don't know if anyone has noticed it. But J.J. Abrams has directed two, two Star Wars films. And he's direct. I believe he's directed three Star Trek films. I believe he directed Beyond it, but I could be wrong. I know he did at least Into Darkness in this film. His dog fights in Star Trek are actually pretty cool and entertaining. But if you go watch The Force Awakens, they kind of pale a comparison to this film, or even Rise of Skywalker. I will say his, his dog fights and space battles are cooler than Last Jedi's, but he, Star Wars is much more well-known for the space battles, in my opinion, than Star Trek. Where Star Trek's more on the adventure planet-based, where they basically uh, they they're just trying to like <laughs> survive and uh, learn new things. So that's kind of they're they're more of like the realistic side. Like if we were ever to you know get to a science science fiction level, we'd be closer to Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, but yeah, why, why why couldn't he bring that over for Star Wars? Why couldn't the action be on the same level? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me, but I think Star Trek's action's way cooler. Than the Star Wars action that he brought to The Force Awakens Rise of Skywalker. But it could be wrong. But yeah, overall, um, I'd give this movie a 6 out of 10. It's a slightly above average science action film, science fiction action film. Uh, yeah, it, it's it can be fun. Um, it's something, it's not anything you're gonna be like, oh my god, this is one of the greatest science fiction films of all time. It's the best Star Trek film. No, uh, at least not in my opinion. But it's fun to watch. I mean, it, it's something you can kind of just, you know, watch casually. It's not, not something you need to, like, sit down and set time aside for. Like, you gotta watch this movie. But it's like, hey, you, you, you like Star Trek? Yeah, right, here's Star Trek. That's that's pretty much, it's palatable. That's the best way to describe this movie. Um, action's good, acting's great, but the villain sucks. And I'm not a big fan of the cinematography. That lens flares really pissed me off. Um, but yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I think this is actually my first Star Trek review of anything. So if you want to hear me review other Star Trek films or even the older ones, um, I'm down for it. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram page, uh, Dr. Quacker's Movie Reviews. If you want to send me a message where it's a compliment or a critique, or you just want to say you hate me because I feel blah, 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 or whatever movie you heard me review, that's okay as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you, and have a good day.